is your Frederick Real Estate Update, a conversation about the regional real estate market with tips for buyers and sellers. Your hosts, REMAX Results' Darren Ahern and Presidential Bank Mortgage's Terry Kernan. Hey, folks, welcome back to your Frederick Real Estate Update. I am Darren Ahern with REMAX Results, bringing you over 20 years' experience in the Maryland and the Pennsylvania Southern PA region. And I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in each and every week here uh, and um, on in the end, going back into the WFND.com and the uh, Radio Vault, where we have in the drop down uh, the your Frederick Real Estate Update. We're on the very, very bottom of that whole list on there, which is fine because it comes under the Y. Maybe I should have, Mr. Producer, put it as, I don't know, something with an A, like my last name or something. A Hearns Real Estate Update or something. It would have been on the top. But we do got a lot of listeners. We want to thank each and every person for tuning in. I am on Facebook Live as well. And one of the exciting things we just got completed this week is now I have the podcast up on Spotify and Apple. So to all of our listeners, we have 311 programs that will eventually get in there um, in the order of what we have those starting with the newest and going backwards and all that. So tons of information. It's going to take a little while. We're going to get that updated, but it is live. You can go on to Spotify. You can type in your Frederick Real Estate update or even Real Estate, Frederick Real Estate, and we do come up right away. And so we want to invite you to listen to the whole thing. It gets the algorithms all cranked up and rated up and then also save it, share it, the whole nine yards like that. And we would appreciate it because it's going to go viral, we believe, and be able to help a lot of people because that's the whole idea of the program from the very beginning five years ago is to be the heart of the teacher and to help all of our buyers and sellers out there so that you are armed and dangerous with the most up-to-date information so that you do not step on a landmine in real estate and get yourself in a legal problem or lose $10,000 here and there because I have heard it, seen it too many times, not personally with me. I I just thank God, knock on wood, never happened to me because I want to be in the know and be able to navigate people really, really well. So uh, with that being said, also last week, if you listened in, we had um, Kenny McLean, uh, McLean 6, McLean and Associates here in Frederick. We want to thank Kenny once again for coming on. If you missed it, he's one of the best appraisers in the area. And uh, you want to listen to the last program we had from last week because he goes over the trends. It was kind of like state of the real estate market uh, update. So and all that. So you definitely want to tune in then. Also, I know somebody's already thinking, where's your wingman? Where's Terry Kernan from Presidential Bank Mortgage, the man with all the money in the vault? He actually, right as we speak, unfortunately, is at a funeral. And uh, so prayers with him and the family members and all them and his friends and all them. Um, so he could not be with us. He could not call in. I think this might be one of the few times ever in five years that I've had to literally fly the plane so solo that I don't even have the tower coming in and telling me what to do. Because that's Sometimes what I need, because he is the voice of reason sometimes with me, to be honest with you. And I love Terry's input and expertise, not just with mortgages and how he's helping clients, but also uh, helping me to understand some things that I need to think through in real estate so I don't like step on one of those landmines. So actually, he's helping me with a few clients right now. One of them in particular, a situation that is very, very interesting. This is how I want to start off the program uh, before I get into the numbers and everything like that. Helping a buyer right now. We're looking at two different properties. They're farmettes, places where they can put the two horses. Both properties are in Washington County because it falls within the budget range. There is nothing in Frederick County that meets the needs because, as you know, with uh, if you don't know this, if you own equestrian horses and stuff like that, you can't stick a horse in a quarter-acre backyard of a townhouse, Mr. Producer. I don't think that's going to work. I mean, you can't even have chickens almost in certain places. So forget about that. Get horses. So you got to have a few acres, two, three. 
three, five acre rule, we call it, and some things like that, that's relative to the different areas and their codes and zoning stuff and all that. So as we go through this, there's two homes. We have one that's a for sale by owner which is pretty unusual, folks. But there's still people that want to take the scalpel and they want to do their own surgery and do their own thing. And that's fine. You can do that. If you start bleeding out, well, we'll try to help you depending on how much blood is on the table at that point um, and where your heart rate is. So what we have a situation going on, really nice house, Washington County. It's got over two acres of land, barn, the whole nine yards, anything like that. So here's the big thing. Um, not that it's a for sale by owner because he's been amazing to work with. I've had great conversations with this owner. He's been really upfront about everything to know about the property, the whole nine yards. Um, but the number one thing is this. He doesn't have disclosures because it doesn't have a real estate agent representing him. And so Therefore, it's up to me representing my buyer to still provide the legal documentation for more primarily to represent and to protect my buyer, which today I'm going to talk exclusively about coming up here about buyer and see why it's so important to have Mr. Real Estate Agent involved rather than not. So what's happening is in this situation, okay, number one, I have to provide all the documentation, but it is the own, the earnest is on the seller to be honest and disclose what they know about the property. Even though they don't have an agent representing them, they absolutely must legally still treat all parties, buyers, me, everybody around dog, cat, horses fairly with information that they know. Because if you don't, that's when the lawsuits can actually begin later on is whenever something hasn't been disclosed. Now, I get this all the time from buyers. How often do you see that a seller is not being honest about something in their home? Whether it's electrical issues, roof leak, the basement floods in a heavy storm, uh, there was a previous fire, or you name it, something negative about a property. How often is it that that is not disclosed and it's found out later? It's actually a needle in a haystack. It really, really, really is. I mean, when it comes to something like a real estate transaction, 99.9% of the time, buyers and sellers, everybody, they're very honest because we've explained this. Not only the golden rule, but we really do explain the fact of ethics and the, in the legal aspect of this. And I have always said to someone, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, look, if you don't like what I'm telling you, whether it's disclosure, I have one recently, they were honest about not pulling permits to do some things in the basement and everything like that. And they said, how much of a problem is this going to be? And I said, it's not a problem as long as you disclose it. If you don't disclose it, that's when you can have a problem. That's when you're going to call my legal counsel. I'm out. I tap out. You can't get me involved because I've already educated you, told you, I've documented it. I got it in emails and everything else that, hey, I've advised you what you need to do. I'm out. I cannot be held liable at that point whatsoever. And I wouldn't be anyways, but my job is to let someone know as a real estate agent. And so therefore, with this particular situation, we are dealing with the financial side of credit things, things paid, things that need to get paid down a little better to increase credit to qualify here to get this next program to do this do that there are so many moving parts and terry has been amazing literally over an hour or two to educate to think about different paths and, and strategies and programs um everything from gifting money and, and money from the parents and every way we can think of to be able to have the best scenario for affordability for this particular buyer, okay? And so, and there does come a point every so often where you just can't do any more. So here's where we're at. The seller is not willing to come down in price at all. They're willing to give a little bit of closing help, 
They're going to be paying me a portion of commission, which whatever that is, I'm always good with. I tell people all the time, we never, I never, me personally, never demand a certain amount, no matter what, whether I'm helping a seller buyer or whatever. I am good with, on the buy side, I get what I get paid. I'm good with that for the most part, unless it's something so ridiculous that I'm working for $5 an hour, okay? And I think everybody can understand that. And so here's the bottom line. Um, we are working diligently right now to figure out between these two different properties, what is going to be the best avenue to go with. And one of the biggest things we're working through that we did work through this week is the fact that the one property, the one that she really wants, the buyer wants, is on a cistern. And she's doing an FHA loan because interest rates are less, her credit and this, that, and a bunch of other factors make it a lot more favorable to do than a conventional loan in this regard. But we needed to figure out if with grant monies and the programs and all the other things in the area where the home is, is that it would qualify for an FHA loan under the, under the parameters that this particular property has a cistern. Somebody says, what is that? It means there's no well. There's no public sewer water. There's no public sewer, uh, water lines that are coming to feed the home water. And there's no well. So all it relies upon is gutter rain from the gutters from the house from the roof that feeds into the cistern. And when that water's empty, you got to call a water truck in. You're going to pay three, four, five hundred bucks, whatever it is, to get a thousand, two thousand gallons to fill the thing up so that you don't uh, not have water. So, and it has to pass and it has a UV light on it and a water filtration system and all this good stuff that's already in place. So there's a lot of positives. But for some people, and when it comes to an appraisal, you got to use comparable properties that have a cistern as well. Those are the only things that meet those criteria and guidelines within that. Not only that, the property is being sold in a relatively short period of time, and, and we call it the 90-day rule for FHA, where it would probably require a second appraisal by the lender anyway. So a lot of rules in place, a lot of things you got to pay attention to that most buyers out there have no idea about, and that's okay. That's why I do my job and what I do. So we're working through that. It's um, it's really been interesting to uh, to get to this place where any minute now, I'm probably going to be putting an offer in for one of these two homes for this um, buyer. Just wrote an offer this morning, six o'clock this morning, already writing an offer on a gorgeous house here in uh, Frederick. Um, and uh, in, we went last night. Buyers love it. We've been looking. We've already wrote an offer before. And yes, we are still seeing buyers getting outbid. This one has multiple offers. This one was not an escalation clause where you go up in increments so you don't pay too much more than the last buyer by maybe $1,000 or so um, of the best, highest, last offer that's in place. But what this was is highest and best, and that's a whole subject on its own. I'm not going to go into that in today's program, but what it means is you got one shot at it as a buyer. No play games. You better have your best foot forward, and you better strategically place yourself in the best position because it's either win or lose, not, hey, let's negotiate. Let's go back and forth with everything. Nope. That means that game is off the table 99% of the time with the highest and best, okay? And that, unfortunately, is more favorable for a seller rather than a buyer, okay? And when you're representing a buyer, I told my guys, and they trust me and like me enough and love me enough, they understand I have no control over it. All I have control over is helping them understand and go through methodically the pros and cons of their decision-making of what can happen in all types of scenarios 
with this. Folks, that is my 700 homes I've sold in my 20 years experience at work from my buyers right there. And I can't tell you, and I could show you on my phone text messages up here, how many times they have thanked you. It's 6.30 this morning. My buyer said to me, Darren, we are so glad that you're in our corner. Thank you so much for going above and beyond and doing everything you can to help us get our dream home. Guys, that's what I do what I do. That's exactly it right there, okay? So, one more scenario I'm going to talk about, and I'm going to hit numbers, and then I'm going to talk about buyer agency, okay? Um, I have a house on Opossum Tom Pike, beautiful rancher, fixed up, did everything, newer roof, new HVAC, this, that, a bunch of other things like that. Home inspection happened the other day, okay? And then they did the radon spicking up yesterday and all stuff like that. I haven't talked to the agent yet, but this is where we're at. Got a fun little email this morning. Mr. Producer, these are the emails that we just love. We just sleep at night. We're just all cuddled up and feeling good, and everything's fine. And then all of a sudden, it's 7 o'clock in the morning from another real estate agent. It says, Dear Johnny, I'm breaking up with you. Um, it's the, uh, with my sellers, my buyers, they're changing their mind. They don't want to buy the house. They don't want to go forward. Okay. All right. We haven't even had a conversation yet. What the heck is going on? What do you mean they're bailing out on this thing? Nine out of ten times in this kind of market, I just call that cold feet. Cold feet. That's what it is. It's buyer remorse. It's, oh, no, we're worried about something that's probably not the end of the world. It's not a make it or break it item, I bet. But I do want to know what's up. And so somebody says, well, how do you handle that then, Darren, if you're representing the seller? Well, we can't control the buyer doing what they're going to do. They can do whatever in the heck they want. But what I could do is I need to, I want to see the report. I want to see what in the world is going on in this home inspection, okay? Now, Bings up a few questions. Well, why would you want to know that under the circumstances that once you know that, that is a now a known material fact and it must be disclosed? I don't really care. It's got to be disclosed anyways. Who cares? So I tell my sellers, you either fix it now or fix it later or not or negotiate with money or, or whatever it is. We can get through pretty much nine out of ten things in home inspection reports. I'm not typically worried about them unless your basement is full of three feet of water Every home is typically going to sell, and even the wall three feet of water for five bucks, yeah, you can sell it. All right. So what we're going to do is work through that and figure out what it is. And my attempt to save the deal, if you will, is to basically go back to the other agent and say, okay, here's the deal. Okay. I want to know what the objections are. What's the real answer and the root of it? Okay. Is it, they just don't want the home. I mean, the, the, the sellers could put in 14 karat gold faucets and they're still not going to buy it. Who knows? But typically, nine out of 10 times, there's something that they really, really are concerned about and they want, whether it's a radon system installed for 1600 bucks or whether it's this done or that done or whatever else, whatever their key, key thing is. And by the way, we didn't even get to the water and septic test yet. That was going to be for tomorrow. So we haven't even got to some of the things that we think are bigger issues or so. And, and I want to know that so I can really dissect what's the real issue and then go with negotiate and say, okay, okay. My seller's got two decisions. They can go back and negotiate and say, okay, we'll give you closing help, which is money back in your pocket off the price of the home or whatever it is, or we'll fix things or whatever, just to put your mind at ease, whatever is the big objection, okay? Um, that's usually the best thing to typically do. That's like talking about things, working things out in a relationship, not running to hide and shutting down and not paying attention to the to, in, in wishing something goes away that, that could be easily fixed nine out of 10 times if you just work through it, right? And if you're willing. It's the same thing in real estate. So if you're willing to go ahead and do that, most people are, but there are some buyers, no matter what you present to them, okay, they just want to do what they want to do. 
That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but that is the minority big time. That is the exception to the rule. So my job represent my sellers is to think of every single positive scenario that can create a win-win situation. That's what I get paid to do right there. Now, somebody may say out there, well, what happens if that doesn't happen? What happens if you just, it's a stalemate, it's an impasse, and the buyer just flat out won't, they just went out because they found, oh, they may have found, quote, unquote, a better deal. I don't know, maybe in this market, but I'm not sure. And that's fine. It could happen. But here's the good part. I'm not really concerned because it's still a seller's market. I know how good the house is. I know what they've done to it. I have all the documentation and everything else. Here's the really good part about it. This is a good deal. It's a good house. It's fair. It's going to be all right. So I'm not overly concerned at all about, man, you got to drop your price, ten or $20,000 going to offer. No, I don't think so because we had this offer within four days and I had a bunch of activity and this is desirable, okay? So, but my job is to do the best to try to bring the two parties together along with the other agent and figure out a good, good solution. So... All right. All right. Let's get into numbers. Here we go. Phone lines are open. By the way, you can call in 301-694-9363. The other thing, Mr. Producer, to happen this week that was so amazing. It's on my video to YouTube. Got got to spend an hour with him. John and Phyllis out in Keatesville, Maryland, out in beautiful Washington County, were our listeners who called in and told everybody out there the number one state that was appreciating going up in value in the last 32 years more than any other state best place to buy real estate was the state of Colorado, the place I go hiking at. And guess what happened? I personally went out, saw their beautiful home, beautiful property, amazing place out there. I love it. And uh, sold homes like six months ago, just on the street from them and everything. I love it. Know it well, and uh, was able to hand personally hand them a hundred dollar gift card from Home Depot and hang out for a while and talk about their life and their experiences and their real estate and their other questions and thoughts and just having great fellowship and a good time together. Never met them in my life, but they were on the program and they've been listening for a while and they applaud and thanked us, me and Terry, for doing our job to be able to help educate and it was really good. And I they even let me do a little video, quick little thirty second video and the whole nine yards and pictures and all that fun, and they said they were going to put it towards landscaping, Your Honor, which is great because uh, that makes more work and more fun and more beauty in the yard, right? So we had a good time. I want to thank John and Phyllis and all of our people, by the way, out in Washington County, Carroll County, Montgomery, and all over the whole area of us that listen in each and every week. So, all right, Mr. Producer, here comes the numbers. Last week, we had 249 homes for sale, and today we have 243 Inventory is going down. What the heck is that? What is that? This is not what we want. We have been begging, pleading, praying over more inventory to come onto the market to get more balanced, and it just isn't happened. So there was 158 resales last week. This week, it's 135. That is very significant. We're trying to get back under 100. We don't want that. New home builds, 108. Contingent, 539 homes under contract, okay? Um, average days of markets come down a little bit. It is now 27 days. We got as high as 33, 34. We're down to about 27. Things are relatively stable in that regard. And in the last 30 days, sold homes was 356 with an average time of 16 days on the market. So all in all, we're still begging for that. Kenny talked about it. I've talked about it. Terry's talked about it. We all have talked about it. It's it's going to take interest rates probably getting to 5% or below before sellers are going to give up their 25 3%, 3.5% interest rate or whatever they got to be able to move, okay? Okay, and that's the thing. I got, uh, although 
Although, I'm excited. This last week, I got three referrals and calls of three homes I'm getting ready to sell coming up. So, I was like, hey, what's happening in your world? Um, and there, some of them, job relocation, this, that, a couple different scenarios. Um, and so, that's positive. And as far as buyers, I have about four or five buyers right now that are um, all heavy, heavy into looking. I'm showing property today, family from New Jersey. We're going to look at property right after the program. And... Um, this may be the winner, the one we're looking at down in Mount Airy. And, uh, and so, therefore, I am positive overall that things are still happening really, really well uh, regardless. Uh, interest rates back three, three, six and three quarters, you know, depend on credit and loan evaluation. There's a lot of factors like that that Terry and other lenders can go through. They'll teach you and tell you what's going on with that. So, phone lines are open. This is the day that's scary. I will let you ask me anything you want. 301 694 Six three, okay, or you can text it in, and our producer will hand that right on over to me. So, all right, in the last eight minutes of the program, I'm going to tackle this big, big subject right here, and I started on it two weeks ago before I allowed Kenny, our appraiser, to rudely interrupt our program, which we love doing, and he gives us so much great information. It is amazing to have an appraiser with us because uh, you're hearing it just literally from the best of the best that's on the pulse literally more than we are, so I love it. All right, why do I need you? Why are you so important, Mr. Buyer, Agent, Representation, Mr. Realtor, Agent? That's the thing. So... A lot of people, um, I've talked a little bit about why is it so important initially, and that is to have representation. And a lot of people say, especially brand new home builds, I didn't know I could have a real estate agent help me with a brand new home. I thought I just had to sit down with the salesperson and just go through picking things out and this and that and sit back for a whole year or nine months or whatever it takes. And then I get my brand new house and there's no problems, cares, concerns for my problem, my end. No, they're... they're New home sales, new construction is actually two times more work for us realtors than not. It's true. You need us for that more than anything else because, because you have no representation and it's really complex to pick everything out and to go through things you wouldn't think of and to double check and make sure the work is being done properly and all that. I would never mention the builder. I'm not going to mention the community. I'm not going to mention my buyers. I'm not going to mention the salespeople. I'm not going to ever mention anything bad. But two years ago, I had a doozy that made the record book, top 10. And this particular builder promised the moon, the whole nine yards, the sun and everything to fix everything because within one year, they do a punch out list to be able to take care of any issues that would arise or still isn't up to the, um, you know, the consumer, the buyers, um, you know, what they want. And if that, and it was a lot. It was a pretty good list, to be honest with you. And on and on and on. Everybody's calling, all hands on deck, and I kid you not, it, it took pulling teeth and threatening attorneys and the holding yards. It was so bad that four of the other neighbors got together with my buyer and was ready to have a class action lawsuit against the builder. Even with us as real estate agents, we can only do so much. We can't make contractors come back out and fix stuff and make it right. We don't get paid enough to babysit and we don't have the authority and the leverage and the holding yards. But the minute the minute the neighbors got involved with each other over the barbecue grill and said, yeah, let's do a little class action lawsuit. Let's hire an attorney together and like go after the builder. I'll tell you what, it didn't take long before they called me back and said, isn't it weird on Monday morning at seven o'clock? I have a contractor in my front yard willing to do whatever it takes. Yeah, sometimes, unfortunately, that's what it takes. But we never want to go there. But this, but we are able to sometimes help 
quite a bit to, to really hedge off so many problems that you would encounter that you wouldn't even know what to do with. I am not an attorney, real estate agents. We never practice law, even blank addendums. I get really nervous. I take them to our attorneys and say, I need your blessing on it. Send it to me in email so nobody can ever come back and say, you were practicing law for your client. Nope. You ain't going to get me on that one. And so, therefore, um, that's why with new construction, it's really important. So, um, a lot of people's biggest thing is, well, what's it going to cost me? I talked about that before. It's whatever pretty much is offered by in our MLS, by the, you know, either FISBO I'm dealing with right now in regards. And if there's a discrepancy of what would be fair and reasonable and normal, we work that out and negotiate that ourselves, and it's not a big deal. So, all right. When it comes time to making your biggest purchase of your whole life and all that, this is why it's important. So what are the things that we do and the roles that we play that is so important for you? And if anybody has an input, you got five minutes, 301-694-9363. I want to hear from you. You have somebody who studies the market each and every day. That's my job. Eight to 10 hours plus. I am on the pulse with the inventory, what's coming out, what I know is coming out, not just coming soon, the whole nine yards. But as far as studying the market, a lot of it's location. It really is. One of the biggest things that was a major problem is there was a um, a transaction that happened in Walkersville that a home and behind it, the people bought the home and all that. And the agents, and all, there was some things that apparently it got into a really bad lawsuit because the home sat right behind a beautiful abandoned old gas station. Oh, let's talk about location, location, location. Yeah, that's a big problem, maybe, because what happened is over the time, the water got contaminated and they got sick and like, all of a sudden, it became known that there was a gas was leaking out of the tanks from 40 years ago, whenever it was, and never got detected and all that stuff. And there were no soil tests done and such. And it just became a really big mess to where it became a major, major lawsuit. And it was messy. So I don't know what happened specifically with who was involved in everything and who knew what or didn't disclose what or whatever it is. But this is why, whether it's a landfill, okay, off Reels Mill Road, whether it's a gas station, whether it's a junkyard, whether it's this, that, it could be environmental, it could be power lines, it could be, it could be anything, it could be a community, it, you name it, location, location, location is one of the number one things, and knowing the market, the inventory, the flow of it, and what's around it is really good. Let me tell you something, boys and girls, Google Maps and Earth is not God. <laughs> Google Maps and Earth doesn't know everything. You got to be boots on the ground. You got to know the landscape of things like that. This is primarily also, Mr. Producer, why we as agents don't go out of our area so far. That's why I don't go to West Virginia and stuff. I don't know about old coal mines that have been abandoned or um, things of that nature in even parts of Pennsylvania where there's mineral rights, oil rights, coal mines that have been abandoned, that a home has been built near it. All of a sudden, the neighbors, all these places may be experiencing these little tiny weird sinkhole things in their driveways or yards or whatever. And then all of a sudden, you don't even know about it, okay? And then all of a sudden, bingo, there's a problem because because somebody bought into an area that they didn't know there's a predominant issue in that particular area. So it's really important, whether it's waterfront properties or this or that, whatever, you got to know what you're doing. You got to have somebody that's really well-adversed in that particular area, okay? Has access to all the homes and knows what to look for and what you want and helping in that regard, okay? I personally, over all my years, have never been like, okay, Mr. Byers, I picked three properties of you. We're doing HDTV. Let's go out and check them all out, and then you pick one of them, and we're done. I have never done that and I never will. That is 
fantasy Disneyland. That's Mickey Mouse land, okay? The reality is my job is to set up what you want, give you all the information, and making sure that you uh, are armed and dangerous with all that. The next thing in two minutes program is having the knowledge how to evaluate a property top from top to bottom. Many times I go sometimes before my buyers even get to the house uh, a day before, two days, whatever it is coming soon, their schedules don't allow it or they're out of state to go preview a house because I want to be extremely proactive to know exactly anything I may see with or without them. That's why. That's my job, is to be able to look at every single thing. Preliminary taxes, utility costs, location, future expansions, condition of the property, what needs to be inspected, what are all the things, legal forms to protect them, what will be needed in this transaction if they write an offer on it, what are the market conditions in this area. At 5.30 this morning, I was sending comparable sales already over to my buyers so that they were in a safe harbor to say, hey, look, anything above XYZ, you're in no man's land. You could have an appraisal issue. You're paying too much. Those are just my thoughts, but how bad do you want the house? What would you like to do? Offer strategies, negotiating multiple offers, closing costs, getting grant money, financing, all the inspections and contingencies, what to pay attention to, overall giving people peace of mind and hedging off legal issues and problems that can be avoided. That's it right there, boys and girls. That is my job. That is what I think about every single day and I have for 20 years, okay? One of the other things takes about 40 to 50 hours for the average transaction. And then, um, so here's the thing, 30 seconds left, okay? I am here, okay, to be able to answer any questions. Somebody says, you're just wanting business. No, I, there are so many people, we just answer questions and help them, knowing that I don't care if you use me or not. I'm always here. We're a resource. We want to keep you in a good place and have a good experience with real estate and be ethical all the time. So, hey, guys, have a great Saturday. Happy selling and buying. Keep the smoke away from you. It's going to clear up and we're going to be fine. Take care. Have a great day on your Frederick Real Estate Update.